Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and this is a supportive healing community where we are figuring out IBD together. This is episode 20, thyroid scare, blood test, and calprotectin test results, and H. pylori acid reflux. My God, there's so much to talk about. So uh, let's get started. I want to talk about a couple things first. My next episode will drop Thursday, October 6, 2022. That is because I have to go to a conference in late September where I have to present a book. And by the way, the book does have some ulcerative colitis in it. I'm going to talk about that later uh, in future episodes, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And then I just want to make a correction to episode 19, my ulcerative colitis diet plan. That's episode before this one. I do not drink alcohol. I did not mention that. I've never been that into alcohol. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a glass of high-end Merlot, Cabernet, the whole thing, but it's not really my thing. And it was an easy thing for me to take out of my diet. When I listed proteins, I forgot to mention I eat fish. So that is my go-to restaurant food, grilled fish, flaky white fish, salmon, sashimi. So all of that I keep in my diet. And I'm going to do an episode on the list of ingredients that I don't eat because I talked about what I do eat, but I want to really go into that nitty gritty ingredients and why I personally think they're not good for us. So look for that episode this fall. And I am so excited that I have such amazing listeners like yourself. You guys, you have been giving me so many great Apple podcast reviews and they matter. They matter so much. Because this is why people listen to this podcast, they research online ulcerative colitis, autoimmune healing, and they come across this podcast and they see it has five stars and good reviews and you guys are great. Also, I want to mention to subscribe to this podcast because that helps the algorithm. Okay, so I would like to read a couple reviews for you. Thank you for doing this podcast. This is from AP4Fit. Five stars. I haven't had an official diagnosis, but I have the signs and symptoms of UC. I am a self-employed 55-year-old male, divorced, raising two kids into emotionally healthy adults. I love that. I have managed my symptoms primarily with a carnivore diet. By the way, Sean Baker's medical license was reinstated in February 2019. I always thought that dairy didn't agree with me. However, I feel great consuming raw kefir, heavy cream, cheddar cheese, and whey. I was strict carnivore for three consecutive weeks and there was no blood in my stool. However, I was sleeping terribly. I think the lack of exogenous carbohydrates was causing cortisol to release at night. I recently introduced berries, bananas, and honey. I am now sleeping better, not perfect, and there's minimal blood in my stool. Thank you again for helping us. I love that. That's so nice. And AP wrote to me and I wrote to him about my friend who claims that When she eats too much meat, it locks her gut and she gets insomnia as well. So if that's something you're going through, you may want to check your meat consumption. And then the second review is OMG Finally, five stars, submitted by JW12Ace. Diagnosed in 2017, I didn't know what to expect, just what I Googled and what the doctor told me. This is a finally found and welcome podcast, Down to Earth podcast by a real down to earth human. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. All right. And I just want everyone to remember that I am not a doctor or health professional. If you want to attempt anything in this podcast and these episodes, please consult your physician or health professional. 
let's start talking about my thyroid scare. I want to take you back to November 2021. I was getting out of my flare. I still wasn't great, but I was doing much better. I decided to go to my annual gynecologist appointment because I kept putting it off because I was so sick. My gynecologist felt my thyroid and said it was enlarged. I never had a problem with an enlarged thyroid before, and she gave me a prescription for a thyroid ultrasound. And I had been to so many doctors at that point, which really weren't that many doctors, but I, you know, I did so many fecal tests and you know, blood tests and colonoscopy and MRI and and been to my gastroenterologist two times. I was kind of done for the year <laughs> with the doctor. So I said, you know what, if it's not an emergency, I will wait until next year. So finally, this past July, July 2022, I decided to get my thyroid ultrasound. I went, I did it. The results came back and my gynecologist said, listen, I can tell that you have some nodes, but I can't really tell much else. You have to go to an ENT and they have to read the results. And I said, okay, no problem. I have a really good ENT. So in our fucked up healthcare system, <laughs> you know, it's not like where I, I have Canadians who DM me. I have Australians who DM me, you know, definitely shout out Australia. I live there, love it there. I love Canada too. My husband and I were just talking about going to Canada yesterday because it's so beautiful. So anyway, and the people are so nice. I feel like here in the U.S., we're just fucking vultures compared to <laughs> Canadians. But um, anyway, all right. So here in the U.S. with our healthcare system, you have to follow up on everything because the population has exploded exponentially and we don't have the healthcare workers to, you know, to provide for that. So for example, when I had to get this thyroid ultrasound because it was at another practice completely, I had to physically drive, get the CD. I know this is crazy, right? Get the CD and then get the lab results printed out in paper. I know, I know how this sounds. And then take it to my ENT appointment. So by the way, ENT is ear, nose, and throat doctor. So I just want to clarify that in case anyone's doesn't know what that is. And also, I just want to clarify that the thyroid is that butterfly-shaped gland at the base of your neck, and it controls metabolism. So it's extremely important. So anyway, I pick up the results. I get in the car. I start Googling them. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't look good. And of course, when you Google everything, and I know it, and you know it, and I shouldn't have done it, you're automatically either you have stage five cancer. I don't even know if that's possible, but stage five cancer and you're going to die. That's, that's it. So I get really upset. And this is where I have to say that anyone who thinks that UC is not emotionally based has no idea what they're talking about because I had not had an episode of where, oh my God, I'm about to shit in my pants until that happened. I hadn't had an episode in months. I mean, we're talking possibly like eight, nine months and I had that happen where I was so upset that I thought I was going to take a shit all over my car. The problem with COVID is that no one wants you to use their bathroom. So now the gas stations in New York, they'll say they're out of order on the bathroom door when they're not. And I have no idea how no one is saying this is illegal and not picking up on this. But I guess because they're privately owned, what can you do? So I stop at a gas station. Of course, it has the fucking out of order sign. 
And I intuitively, I could tell that the gas station owner was going to give me a fight. And I didn't have my New York employee bathroom card because in New York, if you have IBD, your gastroenterologist can sign this card and you have the ability to use an employee bathroom anywhere in the state. I did not have the card. I still don't have it. He's going to sign it at the colonoscopy because I forgot it for my appointment because I was so overwhelmed and stressed. So anyway, I'm, I read these results. I'm stressed. I'm trying to use a bathroom. Luckily, there's a tire place next to the gas station. So I just walk in there. There's some dude on his phone. He's just waiting to have his tires rotated or something. And I walk in there, use the bathroom. No joke, destroy the bowl. Clean the bowl because I always do that. I'm always considerate. And then I leave. So I didn't even see a cashier and owner and the guy's still on his phone, you know. So that worked out pretty well. But if not, I would have had no problem taking a shit behind the bushes. And if anyone called the police on me, I would have explained the whole situation. And I know I would have been fine. (laughs) Anyway, that happened. So I was stressed. So I see my ENT 24 hours later. But in that 24 hours, I'm now inventing things psychosomatically in my head, right? So I'm in front of my mirror going, you know what? My thyroid does look enlarged. My throat does look enlarged. It feels bumpy. And I'm, I'm saying to my husband, right? My, my throat looks kind of big. And he's like, no, it doesn't. You look totally fine. I was like, I don't know, but I had a rash on my chin the other day, which has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm just inventing things. So the day of the appointment, I go in, I give, you know, the CD of the imaging results and the lab report to the ENT. He says to me, I just really need the lab report. And he looks at it for about two seconds and he holds it in front of me. He goes, this is meaningless. It's worthless. He said, they never should have given you a lab report. They just should have said, you're fine. He said, they found these little nodes, which everyone has that were two millimeters or under. And he said, for anything to be anywhere near a problem, it has to be two centimeters or over. And he said, there's nothing wrong with you. I can look at your throat. I can see that your thyroid's not enlarged. She said, when you were in here last, I felt around for everything. You were totally fine. I would have picked it up then. So he said, don't worry about it. You're fine. He's like, go and have a good day. So all of that stress I felt I built up in my head was completely like a, you know, taking the air out of a tire. And I was like, it was good. (laughs) So that was my fun thyroid scare. What is the lesson in all that? Dude, don't Google the results. You guys know better. I know better. Just don't do it. Just wait until you get to the doctor's office because you're probably totally fine. And if you're not, then you will figure it out. All right. So I want to actually change the order here and go to H. pylori acid reflux first because I want to bury the lead. And that's what a good that's what a good entertainer does, right? We bury the lead. Everyone wants to hear about the blood test and calprotectin. We're going to do that last. All right. So H. pylori, here's what happened. I've been having problems with acid reflux. I'm much better, but I'm still not great. I'm getting these apparently really good Chinese herbs from my acupuncturist. I saw her yesterday and she said that these herbs will really help with the lasting edema and all of that. But she just gave the herbs to someone else. So they're reordering them for me. With the acid reflux, I went to my chiropractor and he said, get tested for H. pylori and rule that out. H. pylori is a bacteria that infects your stomach. And one of the results of H. pylori is acid reflux. And he said a lot of people don't know about it. He explained that he had several 
clients who had this mysterious acid reflux pop up, usually after something traumatic that happened with their gut or their intestines, very much like me. And they went and got tested for H. pylori. They tested positive. They went on antibiotics and they were fine after that. They never had an incident since. So I was like, oh, that would be cool if that could happen to me, even though I don't love antibiotics. It would be a nice quick fix. When you get tested for H. pylori, what you do is you go into the lab. They give you a little bag. It's a breath test. You blow into it. Then they give you that nasty shit that you take before an MRI with contrast, that yucky syrupy stuff. It's only a small cup. You chug that down. You wait 15 minutes and then you go back in and you blow into another bag and that's about it. So I was like, okay, easy peasy. I did the test. I tested negative for H. pylori, but I'm glad I ruled that out for acid reflux. So if anyone has acid reflux, you can't figure it out, think about asking your doctor for an H. pylori breath test. Let's go to the big stuff. To explain about the blood work and the calprotectin test. First of all, calprotectin is a fecal test that is used to detect inflammation in the intestines. What happened was my metaphysical spiritual self got in a really bad fight with someone, not my husband, someone else. And I'm not someone who does confrontation. I'm not afraid of it, but it's not my cup of tea. And I mean, we're talking, it was bad. It was really bad. That was two weeks ago. And I was extremely stressed after the fight happened. I was stressed for days because it messes with your vibration. It changes your energy. And I was just in a bad place, but I had to get the calprotectin fecal test done and the blood work done during that week because this week we had Labor Day on Monday and Labor Day is an American holiday that's mandatory. And then what happens is people take days off before Labor Day so they can have a big vacation, which obviously is a smart idea and makes sense. So I was thinking, okay, because of COVID delays and Labor Day, I need to get these test results in not a week ahead of time, but two weeks ahead of time. So I had no choice, absolutely no choice. I did the blood work and the calprotectin stool test, probably the most stressful week of my life I've had since a flare. Terrible, right? Like terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Um, but anyway, so then I was stressed all week leading up to the gastroenterologist appointment because I was like, crap, I'm going to have the worst results because I was under so much stress, which then that caused me stress. I love my gastroenterologist and his team, but if I come in there with poor results, then I'm in for a lecture of, uh, you need to go on a biologic agent or you're going to die or get colon cancer. So it's like, I wanted to avoid that altogether. And I wanted to show my gastroenterologist that someone can do this without the medicines. And, and if you're on the medicines, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But I wanted to at least try for a while without the medications. And I want to show him that I can do this with, you know, diet and herbs and meditation, all this type of stuff. Now that I have these results that I took when I was stressed, then that stressed me out. Anyway, so I'm in there in the appointment, gastroenterologist walks in, he sits down and he says to me, your blood work was phenomenal. You are now in normal range for everything. You no longer have anemia. My hemoglobin, my red blood cell count, my ferritin, all normal. This is a big deal, you guys, 
all normal. Even he was surprised. Like the look on his face was shocking. Now, I want to interrupt before I move on to the next thing. And that is, he asked me, why do you think you've done so well with these, with the blood work, with especially with the anemia? Because he said, your hemoglobin is now 70% higher, which is remarkable. And I said I had a B12 shot and I didn't think it did anything, but now I think it did because my acupuncturist told me that a lot of times it takes two months to feel that B12 shot and feel better. And it took two months and I am feeling a lot better. So I recommend that. I think that shot with the vitamin C infusion infusion costs, it was expensive. I want to say it was like 150 or $180. So it's not cheap. It's not something I get done every day. And then another thing I recommend because some of you have written to me and said, I cannot take oral ferritin. It upsets my intestines, which I totally understand. A much cheaper option as opposed to the B12 shot and something that I really think has helped me is an iron absorption nectar. It's called SVA LOHA. It's SVA L-O-H-A, and it's from a website called chandika.com. So you just go on to chandika, that's C-H-A-N-D-I-K-A.com, and you just type in the search bar LOHA, and it will come up, and it's specifically for iron absorption. It tastes delicious. I put it every night, five drops, into just a little bit of orange juice, and I'm so happy with that. So I think the combination of the B12 and then this iron absorption nectar has really helped me. And that's what I told him. So kudos to me on that. <laughs> and also, I want to say I've really upped my vitamin C, which helps with iron absorption. I don't do it with pills or anything. I do it with a lot of times I'll get when I get a smoothie, I get dragon fruit or pataya smoothie, which really helps with iron absorption. I drink a little bit of orange juice. I can't drink a lot or I get a burning feeling across my transversal transversal intestine. So I don't do that, but I have a little bit of orange juice. And I think that either waking up to a little bit of orange juice or going to sleep really puts my body in a good mode. So just want to share that with you. And then the big one, the one you've all been waiting for. All right. So let's talk about calprotectin. As I said, it's a fecal test that is used to detect inflammation in the intestines. If you haven't had this done, I highly recommend you do. It is a real game changer into how inflamed your intestines are. And the normal range, I should say this the right way, the normal inflamed range is 50 to 120. That's the levels. If you have IBD, you see Crohn's, and you fall within this range, that's pretty good. Now, people who are normal are 50 or below. So if you do that, then you're doing like, then you pretty much don't have IBD anymore. Then you're incredible. But I always aim for 50 to 120 and you're doing pretty well. So in my flare, at the height of my flare, September 27th, 2021, keep in mind, normal range, 50 to 120, 3,830. That's how terrible I was. On March 31st, 2022, I had brought it down to 727. August 26, 2022, just a couple weeks ago, I brought it down to 160. 
I was so happy. It has dropped 96%. I was so happy when he said it. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I didn't care if I was emotional in front of him, you know, and he said, I have to hand it to you. You've done a phenomenal job. I have not seen results like this without medicine. He said, my patients usually have to be on medicines to get to these results. And he said, whatever you've been doing, keep doing it. He was very impressed. So that made me so happy because that was my goal. You know, I wanted to show him that I could do, I want to show myself that I could do it. And again, this is in the present moment. So six months from now, who knows what's going to happen, but I'm very excited about this result and that I've been doing so well. I've been thinking about this for the past 24 hours. And by the way, it's so funny. After I left the gastroenterologist, I was in such a good mood. I got lost. (laughs) It's the simplest drive home, you guys. The gastroenterologist is right next to my normal grocery store. So obviously I know how to get there and get back. I got lost. I went on like a 15 minute detour and realized I was in another town completely because I was on such a like an elevated vibration. I was so happy in the fact that I was stressed with those results. I was such a stressful week. I would bet you that my calprotectin is probably normally within that normal inflamed range. I would put money on it. So I'm very excited to say this. And now I have a goal of lowering it more. How much more can I lower? I know I can do it. When we go into that ingredients episode, I believe that that has a huge effect on the inflammation in the intestine. So we'll talk about that then. But you know, he gave me my props. He congratulated me. He said, great job. Keep doing what you're doing. But he also said, you realize this is just one part of this. Last year, because you were so inflamed, we couldn't even get an entire colonoscopy. So you have to redo it this year, which I agreed to. And he also said, we're going to see what's going on internally in the intestines because, you know, you may still be inflamed in certain places. And if that's true, we need to address this. So late September after the conference, I'm going to go hardcore, just do everything super anti-inflammatory. I'm going to follow Ginny Patel's protocol for the colonoscopy and just really like make sure I can get the best colonoscopy I can possibly get. And I might ask to do the calprotectin again, just because I was so stressed. So I'd love to see what it is now, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with the results. And I really truly feel that I am in that normal inflamed range if I wasn't so stressed. So yay to me. Another thing I just want to say is that I researched this all online and this calprotectin test, they are starting to study it and give out samples to study participants where you can do it at home and test your calprotectin, which I think is brilliant, but it's kind of weird because the one person who was talking about it extensively, he checks his calprotectin after he eats and his calprotectin can sometimes rise to like, I mean like a thousand after he eats something healthy, like chicken and rice, like literally boiled, he was talking about eating boiled chicken and brown rice and it sore. So I don't know if these at-home tests are really accurate yet or what the story is, but I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that to come into the world for us. I will be back with my next episode on Thursday, October 6, 2022. And then after that, I should be having regular 
weekly episodes. We, <laughs> it's just been one of these things, right? In my household, when we have that perfect shit, it's perfectly formed, that beautiful brown color, no blood, everything is digested. We call that a green heart. I wish you a green heart day.